Support for this podcast comes from Cooper Vision Specialty Eye Care. Cooper Vision Specialty Eye Care is dedicated to addressing the unmet needs of practitioners and patients worldwide whose ocular challenges compromise not only vision, but quality of life. Their unmatched portfolio of specialty lens designs includes the following brands, Blanchard, GP Specialists, Number 7 Contact Lenses, Paragon, Procornia, and Soflex. Learn more at coopervisionspecialtyeyecare.com. The Globalized Podcast is brought to you by Cooper Vision Specialty Eye Care. The presenters are paid consultants. Hello, this is Dr. Melissa Barnett, Principal Optometrist at UC Davis Eye Center. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Globalized Podcast Series. Today, we're pleased to have Dr. Shalou Powell of Dr. Shalou Powell and Associates in Toronto. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. We are excited to have you. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about creating the optometry practice of your dreams and dreaming big. Now let's get started. So Shalou, can you share a little bit about your background, where you grew up, your family, and what inspired you to create your optometric dream practice? Thank you, Melissa. Um, My parents, so they came to Canada back in the 70s, and I grew up on the east coast of Canada in St. John, New Brunswick. We then moved to Toronto during my teenager years when my dad got transferred um, because of his job. And since then, my educational career has taken me all over North America. I've had a lot of fun with all my education. But one of the things that I, I learned was that my reason for everything that I do, my why is happiness. And it started in undergrad when I was trying to figure out what was going to make me happy with my career. I wanted to be a math teacher. My parents wanted me to be a doctor. Fast forward, I had no clue what I wanted to do. So I spent my last year hanging out with so many different types of doctors to try and figure out is this what I wanted to do? And the thing that I realized when I hung out with my optometrist was that he was just really happy. And I thought, this is what I want to do. I want a life of happiness. And he is so happy every day with his patients. So that's where it started. That's how I decided I wanted to be an optometrist. And to create the practice of my dreams, I realized that to achieve everything that I wanted, being a place where I wanted to work every day, where I wanted to go and I wanted to enjoy and I wanted to have fun and I wanted to be surrounded by wonderful people that made me happy, I knew I would have to create that. So building that dream started from wanting to be good to patients, to have wonderful people around me. And so I started with myself and two staff members and just kept growing from there. What an amazing story. That's fantastic. So what are the biggest challenges and or obstacles to developing a specialty practice, especially one like yours? I think if you ask any practice owner, the biggest challenge that everyone will say is staff. Finding staff, retaining staff, managing staff, you know, that's that's the biggest hurdle. And it started with finding the right doctors to join my team that had the same culture, that had the same vision that I did for what I wanted to create, that it started there. And then looking for the right team members. 
You know, when we have specialties within optometry, you really have to find the right individuals and you have to train them a lot. You have to give them as much knowledge as possible so that they can be the most helpful to you. And I've created a team where I've created these individuals that each know one of my specialties to the max so they can be the go-to lead person for that. But in order to do that, there's been a lot of training, a lot of work that's invested in those people. That takes time and that takes effort. And you hope and you pray that when you go through all of that, they're going to stay with you for a while and not decide after a few months that, hey, I want to shift careers altogether. So I would say that's been the hardest part, but also it's been the most fun because when you find the right people and you can have fun together and you can enjoy your day together, then that makes it all worth it. That's for sure. I think anybody in private practice would agree that staff is the biggest challenge. And it's the most rewarding when you build a team that shares your vision and your dream uh, and, and you all are rowing, you know, together in, in synchrony. So. So please describe the scope of specialty care offered by Dr. Shalu Paul and Associates. And what steps did you take to integrate them into your practice? So I think to sort of describe the practice a little bit more, we have to think back to 22 years ago when I got into optometry school. And like all of us, we were all given that sort of fearful speech that optometry has no future, everything's going to go online, everything's going to be digital, opticians are going to be refracting, and we're just not going to have a profession. So you should be worried. And so right from the get-go, I started thinking, okay, well, if that's the reality of the future, what can I do differently to ensure that I'm not going to be in trouble when that does happen? So I started thinking about what could I do, what could I create, and I decided to create a multidisciplinary practice to have every subspecialty within optometry on one roof. We didn't have those at the time. Those now do exist, but 18 years ago, that was not the norm, and that was my vision, and I started with myself. My teachers wanted me to go into ocular disease, and I thought, in Canada at the time, I couldn't prescribe any antibiotics or any pharmaceuticals. So I thought, that's not the right direction for me. What can I do that will ensure that I have a great future? And that's where contacts came into play. It was great because I also loved everything about it. From there, I started the practice with just my practice of specialty lenses. Learning how to fit scleral lenses naturally evolved into how do I work with sclerals to help dry eye patients. So then I grew my dry eye practice. Concurrently, I brought in the VT side of things. I brought in someone that specialized in vision therapy, concussion rehab and TBI, sports vision. Then we brought in pediatrics. Then I expanded into the myopia management side of things, adding from the sclerals to the dry eyes to the myopia management. From the dry eyes, I then added in ocular aesthetics to have all the radio frequency and IPL treatments to help with the dry eyes, but then add that on to the ocular aesthetic components of things. So it's been just building one step at a time, bringing in the right people and just continuing to grow. 
You know, you asked me about challenges. I think space <laughs> is a challenge. And, you know, finding enough money to buy all the tools that I want to continually expand each one of those specialties. But we're all having fun in the process of doing it. And, and you know, the only thing I'm missing right now is low vision. So I'm looking for the right team member to bring low vision into the mix. If anyone's interested and wants to join our practice in Toronto, give me a call. You know, that that's so amazing and inspiring. And, and I have a suggestion for you with, you know, all those subspecialties that you've integrated into, into one practice. I, I think, you know, I see, I see the name changes, Dr. Shalou Paul I Institute. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know it, that's, that's an amazing practice. And of course we all admire what you've done, but we also know that, you know, there are people who have inspired and motivated us to achieve more, which you obviously have. Is there a special mentor who is especially influential? Oh, gosh, Tom, you know that every person that comes into our lives teaches us something. So I feel like there's been so many teachers, mentors, people that have helped me all throughout my life to to get to this point. Um, But if I had to pick one specific person... um, I would say, honestly, it would have to be my dad. He is the one person that has been there right from the get-go, teaching me everything I know. I think every success, everything that I have is a reflection of all the guidance that he's given me over the years. Even still today, when I need to make big decisions, we sit down and we brainstorm together. Um, So I I would say he's at the top of the list, but that's not excluding all of the people that have helped oh my god in every step of my career along the way well as, as a father of a, of a daughter then that really uh rings true and i hope my daughter can say the same of me and and so that's i know your father really really appreciates that so thank you support for this podcast comes from cooper vision specialty eye care Cooper Vision Specialty Eye Care brings an impressive portfolio of life-changing specialty lenses to ECPs across the globe, empowering them to differentiate themselves while positively impacting the lives of their patients. You'll find a comprehensive collection of advanced scleral, ortho-K, and RGP lens designs from the highly respected brands that now comprise Cooper Vision Specialty Eye Care. Products include OneFit, IC, Paragon CRT, Dreamlight, Senso, and so many more, all of which are backed by the promise of continuous innovation, best-in-class service, and a refreshing perspective to solve unique and challenging vision issues with a customer-first perspective. Let Cooper Vision Specialty Eye Care leave you on a journey of changing patients' lives and improving practice profitability. Learn more at coopervisionspecialtyeyecare.com. So Shalu, what does the next decade hold? What are the new challenges that specialty practitioners need to master? It's a good question, Melissa. And I think I think back to that sort of initial, not fear, but reality that technology and change is always around the corner. And within every specialty, we can't become complacent and we can't become stagnant and we have to keep learning, keep pushing, keep redeveloping ourselves so that we don't get fall, like left behind. 
I think there's always going to be disruptors in our profession, but if we are looking out for them and figuring out ways to use them to our advantage and continuing to push and grow, then, you know, we will stay ahead of the curve. Um, if I think about me personally over the next decade, what do I want to do? I want to continue to have fun, enjoy with our colleagues, keep researching, keep lecturing, keep traveling, keep pushing the profession forward in the best way that I know how through education, both my own and then teaching others. I know you've been so influential in areas of advocacy and education. What advice do you have to optometry students? Optometry students, while you are in school, you are so focused on learning everything that you need to learn, which is really important. But I want you to take a step back and make sure you see all the opportunities that are out there and around. We have such incredible futures as being optometrists. Our careers are great. There's just so much that we can do in optometry, but you have to be open and aware of those opportunities. And you do that by getting involved, stepping outside of the classroom, networking, going to meetings, meeting with people, learning and exchanging ideas, and just finding out what everything is possible in our profession. And so I would say, learn everything that you can in school, soak up as much as you can from your faculty members, but get out there and meet others and keep exploring and joining clubs and going to meetings and really learn what optometry is all about and what's capable. And I think that will really open your eyes as to what your future potential is and can be. That's exactly right on. There's so many different areas and different specialties of optometry that I know I didn't know when I was entering the profession at all. And so there are so many different ways to practice or be in industry or work or do research. I mean, there's so many different things that optometrists can do. And I completely agree with you to get involved, get involved early and get involved in school, go to meetings, meet people. I think the optometrist, and I would actually say eye care, is just an amazing uh, profession with the, the best people out there. I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, one of the things that being involved as a student really helped, it completely shaped my career, but it also taught me how big optometry is and how small it is at the same time. It taught me how much I love to travel and why I needed to own my own practice because no one was going to let me travel as much as I wanted to as, a, as an associate. But there's just, like you said, Melissa, so much that we can do in our profession and it's, it's such a great career and getting to work with wonderful people. There's just, there's so much to learn and so much we can do. It's been a lot of fun. And you and I and Tom, we we get to travel the world and meet wonderful people and have great experiences because of optometry, which is really exciting. Our profession is so collaborative, you know, and, and such, you know, such kinship, you know, everywhere in the world where we travel, we find that um, it, it really, really is true. And so I know you travel a lot because I saw you uh, uh, two months ago in California and I saw you three days ago in New York. So uh, we, uh, we definitely uh, span, the, span the coast here in America. 
So the world is full of many uh, interesting and exotic places, and you've been to a number of them. But right now, if you could travel anywhere in the world today, where would it be? Oh, gosh, Tom, how do I choose? There's so many places I haven't been yet. Um, Bali, Singapore, Thailand, Malta, so many places in Africa I want to go. Oh, we need to just grab a plane and start, you know, traveling the world together, doing educational courses, teaching the world <laughs> and making excuses for us to go and see all these wonderful places. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those are so many wonderful places. I know Tom was recently in Africa. I've had the great opportunity of going to Thailand for work as well. So, and yes, I'll I'll go with you on your plane. Let's yep. do it. <laughs> let's, let's go. Well, the travel bug is what inspired Melissa to have this idea of globalize because you know we were traveling and meeting interesting people, and Melissa said, you know, we really need to. Uh, you know, share share these people from around the world who love our profession and love eyes. So uh, travels, you know, spark the idea uh, for Globalize. So thank you for being a part of it. And it's certainly been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being here. And thanks to our listeners for joining today's podcast. We hope you'll tune back in for future episodes of Globalize with Melissa Barnett and Tom Arnold podcast series. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.